The following is brought to you in part by Patrick McLaughlin of Douglas Elliman Real Estate. And by a donation from the Melissa Cohn Group with William Ravis Mortgage. More information at raveis.com. Weather outside is frightful, and it's pretty hideous in here, too. This is Air Hamptons with Bridget and Bill, and we're talking horrible holidays. For the second time. That's we, right. We did we this, this last year. We did year. this last year. It was such a hit. People loved it. So listen, come closer and share in our misery. I am Bill McCuddy. And I am Bridget Leroy, and we are here today with some really cool guests. Oh, we have some amazing guests. Yeah. We have uh, a brand new book out called Uncross Your Legs, A Life in Fashion, and Stan Herman joins us. Uh, he is, he is a, a wonderful, frisky, bouncy fella who I now want to have in my life forever. He dressed everyone on the Mayflower. Oh, uh, he did not. No, that's no, that's he just, no, he's I, laughing I, in the background, but that was not a nice comment. No, it, well, I didn't mean that in a mean way. He's been around for a while and you know we, what? we are very lucky to have him. But Stan Herman may not be a, a, the most familiar name, but you, his fashions are probably the most familiar yeah. and you will find out why when we have him on. So. And he knows everybody. Yes, uh, he does. So, and now we know him, or we will very shortly. Yeah, so Stan Herman will be on, but first we'll have Anita Boyer, who a lot of people know from our fabulous variety show. She is the tap and music and dance queen of the East End, but she will be here in a very different capacity today. She's going to be telling us about horrible holiday movies, so stay tuned <laughs> for, for that. I can't wait for this because, and I'm going to tell you, if you think you know what she's going to talk about, you don't. She has come up with some of the most obscure uh, titles. I'm a film critic on PBS, as you know. I haven't heard any of these movies. Right, right. But you can um, see them on Netflix, so yeah, they're not that obscure. Proof they'll buy anything. <laughs> but first, we've got our one-man band, the fabulous Jim Turner. Jim. Happy holidays, Jim. Happy holidays, William and Bridget. Hi. Did Bridget. you have a horrible one uh, ever in your life? Oh my God! Ask my psychiatrist. <laughs> okay, we just we just have the hour. <laughs> no, it's not enough. Well, it, that's good. But Jim is providing us all sorts of interesting little holiday hits as we progress on, but none that we will be sued about. So Now, before we, before we get to the guests, <laughs> yes. I want to share with you something I came across. It is strange Christmas holiday traditions around the world. Hmm. Uh, in Wales, they parade a dead horse skull decorated with ribbons. Of course no one, they do. They don't know why, uh, but uh, but in Guatemala, they burn devils at the holidays to rid the houses of bad spirits for the new year. Well, that makes sense to me. That's kind of like what I do when I like burn sage. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you're I into do. that weird I'm stuff, into that right? weird. Yeah, it's yeah. not so weird. Wait until your house gets haunted. You'll be calling me on the phone <laughs> telling me to do this. But this I thought was really interesting. <laughs> in Iceland, children who don't receive new clothes by Christmas Eve don't receive new clothes by Christmas Eve are devoured by a huge kitty who lives in the snow and is called the Yule Cat. Yeah, that's, so kids, get someone to give you clothes or else you're going to be eaten by a pussy. It sounds like, <laughs> yes, it sounds like uh, the squid game. Uh, it's like some, it's like you have until Christmas Eve to get clothes or the big cat eats you. Listen to this. In South Africa, children are told if they eat Santa's cookies, they will die. <laughs> well, that's a heartwarming that little... We thought we from? had the horrible holidays. It's bad there. But um, in Greenland, they eat raw whale and stuffed seal with a side of blubber. Well, that's just cultural. That, my that mouth is watering, but that's what I do right before I throw up. But, you know, apparently at Christmas, they have the McBlubber sandwich come out, and kids can't wait for that <laughs> with their happy meal. Hey, there'll be a tie-in to Stan with that McDonald's reference. That's, you got it. What about uh, in Sweden? Yeah, this is kind of interesting. They burn a giant 40-foot goat 
uh, made of straw, like Burning Man, but with a goat. I think that's a big improvement, Burning, burning Goat. <laughs> I'd go to that. I wonder if it has as many sponsors as Burning Man has turned into. It's like, uh, by the way, uh, if you're watching this on television rather than listening to us on WLIW, we are adorned in little Christmas hats. We are. That were brought to us by the lovely Anita Boyer who knows how to do holidays. And I'm, I'm like really trying to get an invitation to her house to see it beautifully decorated so that I can say I saw something like that. Since we're now at the like Charlie Brown Christmas tree, Basically. We will bring her on in a moment, but Ukraine decorates trees not with lights and balls, but spider's webs or spider webs. That's kind yeah. of interesting. Uh, and finally, foxnews.com, who put this little story together, says that, and I still have a little... A tie? Yeah, well, yeah, to I Fox stole News. my 401k. Um, <laughs> we escaped, Roger Friedman and I like to say. Uh, but uh, they say that our tradition here in America is the Drunk Santa Day in New York. Oh, yeah, that's huge. Yeah. I mean, and uh, wasn't that on, like, How I Met Your Mother or something? It's It's been, like, immortalized in other shows. It's so famous. SantaCon. Yeah, SantaCon. Which brings people from all over the world. To drink in New York. A pub crawl that starts at 8 a.m. Well, apparently when Santa vomits, it, it sounds like Christmas bells. That's what I've been told. By the way, Mrs. McCuddy says, and this is true, and I'm going to say it on the radio here and on television, uh, someone throws up in every movie. You just don't remember it. And if you, re if you remember this now going forward, I guarantee you the next five movies you watch, someone's going to throw up. It's the, it's the modern day equivalent of the fainting. Oh, right. Like nobody really faints, but they used to in old movies. Right, right, right. The modern day equivalent of that is someone throows up. In and you know movie. what? I agree with Mrs. McCudley. And this is why we like you. No, seriously, I've, I've been a, a lifelong vomit phobe. Okay. So I don't mind if someone goes and like holds their mouth and runs out of the room. But gratuitous vomit scenes are, are like, I, I just, I want to, I, I would die on that hill to get those removed. If you've just joined us, we're uh, trying to make you sick. Uh, we're actually talking the, about holidays. Horrible holidays. We have some amazing guests. <laughs> And let's get to the first one. Yes. So uh, Air Hamptons with Bridget and Bill. We're happy to bring Anita Boyer to our table. Welcome, Anita. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm oh, well, you, so glad. That glee will change shortly. <laughs> <laughs> but Anita, you know, a lot of people on the East End know you because you are uh, some would call a, like almost like a mental health facilitator and that you teach <laughs> dance to children and to adults. And you have these amazing, our fabulous variety shows, shows that you put on some of them here at LTV and other places. I've seen you in some of them. I've reviewed some of them. I love them. But you have a side hustle that most people don't know about, which is you review bad Christmas movies yes. in that yes, capacity. Well, you know, I I won't say that I review bad Christmas movies. I review holiday movies, period. Um, it's just that most of them are horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and nothing is on the Hallmark Channel, which is where I think most of the bad ones turn up. You know, I, I, I was, I, I, I'm kind of like OCD and ADHD at the same time, so. What does that spell? Right, <laughs> Anita? Um, okay, good. So I started with Netflix, and it turns out that um, I think that it's going to take me a decade to really get through everything that Netflix has to offer before right. I can move on to the Hallmark Channel. And um, So so and do you, like, Google, like, not Google, but Netflix, like, the word Christmas or the word holiday, and then just alight on something and go, aha! Yes. 
Have you found any treasures among the trash? I have. Oh, tell me a treasure one before we get into the horrible ones. A treasure, can. two treasures. Um, one I actually discovered before I started this um, reviewing project was um, Love Hard. It is amazing. It seems like it's going to be terrible. It it starts out exactly like every terrible holiday movie. A girl who just sucks at life and needs to be defined by a man, right? Because that's that's what that's we are. That's kind of the show. Right? right. <laughs> oh, shut up. Oh, my goodness. No. Um, but then, I, and no spoilers, because I won't spoil the good ones, but um, they, they have some really nice twists, and they keep it very real, and, um, you know, it's just like a... Who's in that? Anybody? Nobody. Yeah, yeah. Um, people that I'm sure if you Googled, you could find their names. Okay. And, yeah. So what's the other one that's, that was, right. a, was a pleasant surprise before we get into the Holiday. 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 And actually, um, you know, I, I won't do the full review, but Holiday did inspire me to help people out with the holidays because something that um, that I think makes the holidays hard for people is having, like when you're younger, or really any age, I should say, um, just the assumption that parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, like have the right to um, kind of win with you <laughs> you know like like if you haven't brought a date or if you're not married or if you're not pregnant or if you haven't bought a new house got a promotion blah 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 all those like classic earmarks that somehow you're failing your family so it makes it really stressful for a lot of people yeah. so I have a quick list if I may of questions that you should avoid during the holidays oh please oh, yeah. um, number one uh, why are you still single <laughs> number two are you or they ever going to propose Three, can I give you a number to my hairdresser's cousin's best friend's nephew? You two would just be so cute together. Oh, my God. Um, four, so when are you two going to start a family? Oh, my God. I've said all of Five, these things. do you think you'll be alone forever? <laughs> Six, oh, wow. have you gained or lost weight? Oh. Seven, why aren't you drinking? Oh, God. And eight. Um, why won't you vote for Donald Trump? He's the greatest president we ever had. Because, <laughs> dear relatives, the answer to every single one of these is none of your damn business. Yeah. Well, except for number eight, because the answer to number eight is unequivocally because he's the literal scum of the earth. And it's time to get you deprogrammed. <laughs> wow. But I have some good questions that you can ask that okay. will make oh. for a great, um, happier, healthier holiday okay. season. One, what have you been doing lately for fun? Two, I saw that you just started insert activity that they posted about on Instagram, but it auto shared to Facebook where you saw it. How is that going? Aww. Three, we saw that Barbie movie and it was so good, but can you explain it to me? Four, I love your earrings. Where did you get them? Five, what a fun new haircut. I'm thinking about a new style myself. And um, after that, you could ask, have you tried Curious Elixirs? We have some non-alcoholic cocktails for anyone who wants to try. Oh, that's lovely. I love that, Anita. That's so cute. Now, <laughs> All right, so the bad movies. Yeah, now we're ready to get into the- they're all on Netflix. The... This is an unpaid endorsement. Oh, and, yes. Uh, so don't go, don't hurry to the set, and don't turn on the following. Yes. Okay. Um, first up, we have the Christmas Wedding Planner, and woof, this took me four separate sittings to make it through, and I only <laughs> persevered so that I could tell you just how awful it was. Is this a, a clip? If you're watching, mm -hmm. then we have a, a still. Yes. Yes, okay. Uh, first of all, if you're looking to be a fly on the wall of a one-bedroom apartment of a woman who is spending her energy on self-doubt and trying to be as pathetic as possible in order to fit into her high society upbringing and be a good girl, living a life of 
of uncertainty with the one and only goal of finding a husband, this is the movie for you. Uh-huh. <laughs> it won't be nearly as predictable as you'd expect because it literally took a gaggle of sharks, lined them up in an Olympic caliber obstacle course, and proceeded to jump each and every one. Oh my God. Like Just what? when you start to get used to the awkward pacing and long pauses between cuts and the clunky trite dialogue, another plot bomb goes off. It is never quite enough to be a twist, but always accompanied by a dramatic piano. Dun, 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 oh, literally. So you know to be shocked. You won't be shocked, but your Pavlovian response to overused audio cues will leave you questioning your reflexes for days to come. <laughs> Every actor in this film's previous credits couldn't possibly be far from regional car dealership spokesperson, community college freshman film 101 project, or the guy who records karaoke at the VFW Hall. Oh my God. Wait, what's this called again? Um, this is the Christmas Wedding Planner. Okay. Oh, yeah. gosh. The obligatory they're accidentally falling in love medley was the epitome of cringe. The lead female spent the montage forcing a smile and eking out the world's worst fake laugh, and it made me long for the authenticity of Sarah Palin. Oh, my God. While many of us blame the Supreme Court for putting women's rights back many decades, the reality is this movie is to blame. <laughs> It was more painful to watch than when a rogue lime juice bit squirts directly into your eyes because you've cut the slice slightly too large and it needs extra force to get into that Corona bottle. <laughs> Negative 27 out of five Santa hats for this movie. Wow. Shame on everyone involved. Wow. Okay. So avoid Next. Christmas wedding. Unless you really like to have, if you want to have like a bad holiday movie party, this would probably be oh, on 100%. the list. Oh, 100%. All right. Yes. What else do we have? Um, a California Christmas, or as I like to call it, why the hell am I doing this with my life? I <laughs> I feel like I could simply write why, and it would suffice as an accurate and fairy view of this movie. But you've come to expect more than that of me, and I expect more than that of myself. Mm-hmm. You should not, however, expect more from this film. <laughs> we meet the hot, rich business guy living his hot, rich business guy life as the son of a hot, rich business mom who also happens to own the company. He is sent to do business dealings with the hot, struggling farm gal living her hot, struggling farm gal life as the daughter of a dead farmer who struggled. And he is immediately somehow mistaken for the hot, rugged farmhand living his hot, rugged nomad existence of the son of a, well, you get the point. From there on, roll out your dough and grab your plainest round cookie cutter and start punching out those run-of-the-mill plot points and cliche lines of dialogue. (laughs) It was at least edited well and with a modicum of semi-decent acting. Not like good acting, but the kind of acting you might find in a lucky community theater program where non-actors lack formal training but have been using comedy to mask their depression their whole lives. So they pull off a surprisingly passing British farce that makes you not want to claw your eyes out. Now, those people who are listening to this didn't see the second poster for that film, and the actors look identical to the first film. Does Netflix just have this stable of bad actors that just crank these movies out in, like, a warehouse? You know, it's funny that you say that, because in this hobby of mine, I have found that Netflix created a Netflix Christmas cinematic universe that rivals the the Marvel Marvel Cinematic Universe. No, really? Yes. Oh my gosh. There is some cross between some of the movies. In in jokes that you would only know if you had made yourself sit through all of these horrible movies. Oh my goodness. Yep, and this is one of them. And they they become guests at each other's weddings, like little Easter, like tiny little insignificant moments, like in Frozen, you know, um, Rapunzel and Flynn are at Elsa's coronation day. Like you can, no. Well, we're getting into Disney stuff. We digress. We digress. All right, what's the third one? Give us the third one. one. We've got Christmas with a view. Christmas with a view. Christmas with a view. 
By this stage in our collective lives, there are certain inalienable, inalienable truths we have all come to agree upon. The fact that we all prefer taking leftovers home, even if just for that second joy of cleaning out the fridge a week later, the reality in which no matter how much time we have to prep for company, it will always come down to those last 15 minutes before they arrive when everything actually gets done. And the undeniable certainty that whatever the nail technician says, ain't no way that gel manicure is going chip free for two weeks. During my time of horrible movie viewing and reviewing, I've come to learn the eternal verity of the holiday movie market. The classic films we know and love that are atop our lists like a star on an evergreen are rare gifts from the Hollywood heavens. Just look, look for a second at what Jason has put up. Like, <laughs> you put up a, like a, a devil star with Santa on it. Go ahead. <laughs> one, the, yeah, the, the, for those of you who can't see this, it's, it says, uh, Hail it's Santa. frightening for children. Um, the, this one at least has Vivica A. Fox in it. And Patrick Duffy. And Patrick Duffy in, in minor roles, right? In like Oh the, gosh, she's completely silent. Somebody's, yeah. She's not commenting. These, these rare gifts have been sifted from the sands of a thousand cans of film to become worthy of a cozy fireside evening, hot chocolate in hand. I accept my mission and newfound role in this world to walk the beaches of pandering plot points, lazy writing, cliche moments, predictable endings, leading ladies that lack even a hint of positive role model energy. I will wade through these waters and find the rare gems. The purple beach glass with its edges smoothed by having withstood the tests and trials of its time. I will find these morsels of hope and bring them to you, my friends, so you may be spared the agony of so many awful cinematic moments and trite bits of jejun banter. <laughs> All of this to say, Christmas with a view sucked. Skip it. <laughs> and You're listening to Anita Boyer. She's talking about bad holiday movies. They happen to all be on Netflix, and she brings props. <laughs> For those of you listening to this on, on the radio, uh, we got hats. There's... There's stuff behind her, little gingerbread well, people. Let's take a break before we run into the next one because one of the things the gingerbread people are all Disney, and uh, I'm wearing. The, I was like, where are they? Oh, it's on my head, <laughs> just like my glasses. I'm wearing Christmas Mickey ears. Anita, just for a second, talk to us about your obsession with Disney. With all these props, you're like Carrot Trop with talent. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so t tell us about a little bit about where did the Disney thing start? Um, well, my grandpa worked at Disney. He did upholstery and furniture design. And um, my mom worked at Disneyland as well. She actually, um, when she was in high school, she was allowed to work at Disney and it counted as her PE and her history credit <laughs> to be in the Bicentennial Parade. So PE and history together. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Um, was it really a small world after all? Did she was. learn? Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes. Yeah, but yeah. you go to Disney more than just about any, you know, Per, adult, adult without children, child-free yeah. adult. Have that you I been know. in those walkways underground? Yes, I have. Passages? Well, I, I did the Disney College program, and I've taken about every tour you can take. Um, so yeah, I've been in the the, the tunnels, but it's cool. That's wonderful. Yeah. So you go there as often as you possibly can. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's I great. Feel, I feel like it's how I get my magic so I can bring it to my kids. At least that's how I justify it in my mind. And when you so. say you kids, you mean the kids that are in your dance program. Yes. That's wonderful. Yeah. So what's our, do we have a final or two? Yeah, let's give yes. us one let's more. And final dance. one. Yes. Um, okay, so you guys tell me. A Castle for Christmas or Christmas Inheritance? Which one's worse? Oh, God. Well. <laughs> I think Christmas Inheritance. Inheritance. Yeah, yeah okay. let's hear that one. People always like to hear somebody's going to, so someone's going to get a lot of money at Christmas. Santa's we'll bag is full of loot. We'll find out. <laughs> we'll find and out. And what do they have to do to get it? 
Um, Again, I have so, no idea who these actors are. Uh, like, we're showing the poster to this movie. This is also yeah. part of the Netflix Christmas cinematic universe. So you will find bits of this movie in some of the other is ones. Is that the Plaza Hotel in the background? Is it New yeah, York? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Tell us about Christmas Inheritance and right. why we don't want to inherit it. <laughs> the choice to start this movie with douchebag man fiance closing a deal in the most douchebag man way by screaming, that's how we do it, into a random guest's face while his desperate for attention lady fiance just showed off her years of gymnastics skills by doing two not even decent cartwheels with her red dress flipping to showcase her matching red undergarments. Wait, I like this movie so far. <laughs> yeah. It was Get the, to the most, bad part. It was the most blatant this couple ain't gonna make it that I've ever seen. Spoiler alert. This couple doesn't make it. <laughs> oh no, desperate for attention lady fiance is also the daughter of CEO who wants to retire. He knows he can't pass his kingdom down to her until she proves she is worthy. Well, lucky for him, we all know the overdone storytelling conventions and the very best way to test if a spoiled rich kid is ready to shake off their big city partying ways and buckle down to run the biz is a pilgrimage to a small town. <laughs> but wait, they make it more interesting by doing something no story has ever dared to do. She'll have to do it all for $100 or less. No <laughs> credit cards. How will she survive without daddy's dollars? This premise reminds me of Rachel Ray's Tasty Travels, a program in which Rachel Ray would educate people who were home and watching the Food Network at 11.30 a.m. on weekdays how they could save money while traveling the world by being really awful tippers. Gosh. Oh my god, her meat cute is actually Plop, Jake Lacey, from The Office. Sorry, Jake, you will only ever be known as Plop no matter how many crappy holiday films you do. For this review, I will call you Holiday Plop, though. Fair? <laughs> Holiday Plop is channeling his best Dean from Gilmore Girls with his I'm a tall boy from a small town with a half smile that will make you weak. <laughs> Wait, but um, speaking of Dean, before I go any further, let me take this moment to vent about a massive Gilmore Girls plot hole that bugs me every single day. Because when Dean first hit the scene in the pilot, he was actually the edgy new kid from Chicago who knew every single literary reference Rory made. But by the time they're in their college years, he's a small town country bumpkin. Yeah. He even chastises Luke for going at for Lorelei because the Gilmore Girls want more than stars hollow and that's all that he and Luke can ever give them. Bro, you're from Chicago. I'm sorry high school sucked and you got divorced before you could legally drink, but get over it. <laughs> Holiday Plop that is cool, That Gilmore girl mom lives out here. Yeah, we should Lauren have her on the show. Lauren Graham, we yeah. should. Oh, can yeah. I do like bad reviews of Gilmore Girl episodes when you have her on? Sure. Probably not. I love Gilmore Girls. Yeah. But... I'm too excited for that. Well. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, Holiday Plop has a decent moment correcting Pilgrimage Girl's scroogey view of homelessness. And I don't think you need me to tell you whether or not Desperate for attention lady fiance spoiled brat daughter of CEO man is changed by the big hearts of the small town she is or if she falls in love with holiday plop she does or if her mom died and they use that as a way to justify her spiral of party girl behavior they do or if this movie is worth watching it isn't but suffice <laughs> it to say we're back yay <laughs> that's so much fun wow. now, if people want to like see more of your reviews because I know you do this kind of every year yeah. um, can they, they follow you on Facebook I guess yeah Facebook Instagram and eventually when I have a moment of time I'm going to put it on a blog are blogs still a thing yeah now, sort of <laughs> now, what do you have coming up in December with our fabulous variety show uh, you have something up doing, the 10th or something yes um, uh, we have our fabulous Christmas Carol which is our original retelling with plenty of twists and turns of uh, Christmas Carol with music and Netflix and just bought it I've just been told in my ear <laughs> that's right Next, you will have someone talking about you yes. no no it's going to be wonderful like everything else that you do is there a cast of thousands in this one only 40 oh my gosh 40 wow. kids and yeah. adults 
Kids. A lamb. Kids. And a lamb. And a, lamb. Aww, yes. a real lamb? No. Anita okay. Boyer, thank you so much Anita, for joining us. Anita, thank you very much for joining us. And uh, Jim, can you Jim play us out a little something and holiday music? Boil that cauldron of oil. The carolers are coming. No, I'm kidding. Lukewarm oil will work just fine. We are talking horrible holidays, and this is Air Hamptons with Bridget and Bill. Well, we've got our next next guest coming. Yes, on, I'm Bill. very thrilled uh, to too. introduce. We are to introduce uh, the man who's got a brand new book out called "Uncross Your Legs: A Life in Fashion." That's right. And, this is the uh, unsinkable. Stan Herman. Unsinkable? I just felt like that. Unsinkable. Yes, there he is, in the flesh. Oh my God, there I am. Yes, in the flesh. <laughs> We're really thrilled to have you on. This book Thank is you. gorgeous. I'm going to hold it up. It is. Uh, I'm shocked. <laughs> I, I got it just yesterday. First time, first time I held it in my arms, made love to it. Um, Who would play you in the movie? Eli Wallach. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, he you must have known him. He was Stan, like, he's gone. He looks like me. You did stunt double for him, except Absolutely. he's gone now. But yeah, he yes. lived out here. I know he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Anne, I knew yeah, that. Yeah, Anne and Eli. Yeah. But they were here all the time at LTV. Actually, in this building, they did really? things. Yeah, very uh, often they did things I mean, things you're, here. you're talking about movies. I don't... I stopped going to movies when Cecil B. DeMille did his last movie. But <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell the public uh, how old you are, Stan. I just celebrated my 95th birthday. Wow. wow you're I'm extraordinary. You are. I really am. I play tennis three times a week here in Sag Harbor. Um, I live in New York and out here. <clears throat> and I've, um, I've had a wonderful life. Just yeah. a wonderful life. Well, we get to the book in a second. Okay. Do you, can you remember any horrible holiday dress or outfit that someone had on? And you don't have to name them by name, but some some fashion faux pas. Or do you? Can you go out? You know, you, you, <laughs> years ago, Barbara Streisand wearing Arnold Scazzi's see-through dress when she received her big award. That was the worst. And Arnold Scazzi, who was a very famous designer, was a good friend of mine. Yeah. I called him and said, "That's the worst piece of." But everybody loved it. It was black, right? Was With a black, lot of sheer yes, see cleavage. Black. You could see her underneath. I remember that dress. That sure. was to me the the worst. But yeah. uh, but but I'm I'm very nice to people about what they wear. I mean, yeah. we're we certainly are in. Look at you. You're wearing a striped top. You're wearing you're wearing a vest. Never and, supposed and, to wear a stripe on I'm TV. I'm wearing I don't know a sweater. We can wear whatever we want now. Yeah. When I started, that wasn't the case. Right. If you're a woman, you had white gloves. You had pearl necklace. Um, or we got dressed up to fly and we wore hats <laughs> we wore hats yeah. hid our faces to the world you see these old movies and by the way i did do the clothes for a, for a very famous movie because what? we're talking about movie love story i did i did the clothes for ali mcgraw oh you did and love story yeah. and you've stayed friends haven't you with right. Ali McGraw, oh, yeah, you stayed yeah, very much so. That that started our friendship. But that's beautiful. Yeah, and I did also you have did... to ever say you were sorry at <laughs> any point in that movie. <laughs> no, because <I didn't. laughs> okay. that's what love means, right. apparently. I know, I know. I was just showing that I understood your pop cultural okay. references. <laughs> There's such an enormous age difference between you and I, Bill. Yeah, I was I showing know. that I was oh, hep oh. to your 1960s. Thank you. Things. Um, Thank you. So we made reference to the fact that people see your work everywhere yes. and don't know it. Yes. So, and the book talks about that, obviously. Right. What was the first big assignment you got that that made that sort of put you on the map? Well, in, in uniforms, basically. Um, well, first of all, I was a ready-to-wear designer. I started in ready-to-wear. Now I had a great career. I had a beautiful business called Mr. Mort. There are women out there who who. who I was sort of like the Mark Jacobs of the time, uh -huh. uh, and suddenly I got a call from Benton and Bowles, a big big advertising agency. Sure. Would I be interested in doing a uniform for Avis Rent a Car? 
I said, what is a uniform for Avis Rent-A-Car? And they said, well, you should meet the president. He was actually, Avis is in, in Long Island. Oh, really? Uh, and, and I went to meet the president. He said, I want a new uniform. I want us to look. And that started a, a career that has lasted till this very day. I, they didn't have uniforms at car rental places they didn't. before, right? Well, I mean, they were all red. They were, you know, Avis right. was Avis red, head to toe. And these poor guys looked like Santa Claus. I mean, they, <laughs> they had red pants, red tops. It was a horrible holiday right. every day. So <laughs> I took them out of the red pants, put them in gray pants or with a red jacket. Actually, Halston did the uniform after I did. Wow. So they're, they're, it was a prestigious thing in the 70s, 60s to do a uniform. Yeah, Bill because Val- did Valentino them. did them. Valentino, yeah. did, Valentino did TWA just before I did. Oh, really? Uh, so wait, are you in that? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, yeah. Stan, but I love at TWA Hotel. I did the hotel. I did their uniforms. And they have the, up and, on the second and I'm floor in the, of the hotel, I'm they there. have the uniforms right. of, um, they were called stewardesses at the time, flight right. attendants throughout the years. And Absolutely. they have Valentino, Ralph Lauren, and you're in there. And you're immortalized. And mine is the best. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm the best. I really am. Uh, well, tell us but about you know, what oh, you're doing. No, 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 but I will say them. Ralph is a good friend of mine, and oh, like I was doing United Airlines at the TWA, and and then I was doing United after that. And then TWA asked me to do the uniform again. And I said, I can't do it because it's a conflict of interest. So I actually got them to get Ralph Lauren to do it. And his uniform for TWA was almost better than mine. Almost. I, almost. But not almost. Quite. Who did Bra- didn't Braniff have those was light, Halston, giant Q tip like hat, Bran- hats yeah. that were like. Halston yeah. did Braniff. That's... And Pucci did Braniff. That's uh, so cool. So all these guys were doing these, very these much uniforms. So. They, well, Armani does uniforms in Europe. Uh, it, it's a very prestigious thing. But for me, back in 1980, and there's still my account, I got FedEx. Oh, wow. And FedEx has been my account for almost 50 years. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Isn't that amazing? That is. I've done their uniforms, and I think they're pretty darn good. They're not in brown. <laughs> they are, they're really very nice. <laughs> they are. They're, I also I, just did uh, – they came to my studio 17 years ago and wanted to call themselves Taxi, and I did a, a uniform that was all black and white and, and very New York, and they changed their, their – Named to JetBlue. So, oh, so, so you had to go blue. I've been, I've been doing JetBlue since the inception, since the first flight, which we took to Buffalo. Oh, my goodness. Uh, that's incredible, Stan. And I've done McDonald's. I've done almost all the hotels in Las Vegas. I've done cruise ships. I've done uh, Sella. I've done Amtrak. I've done So tell me something. Lot. What sort of, um, I guess, to make the uniforms for you know thousands of people cost-effective right. but still attractive, what do you suggest in terms of, like, uh, fabric well i'm an expert i'm an expert and the people who work for me are i mean we're working on a new uniform for fedex right now and fabrics have changed we're doing more recyclable fabrics we're doing fabrics that breathe that make love to us that do all kinds of things we've never had those fabrics before i need a fabric that makes love to me i I, (laughs) after the show i will give you a few hints okay (laughs) were they ever fine wool from italy i mean were they ever expensive that's all they were oh really that's all they were in the beginning when i first started uniform every i think the twa uniform was 100 percent worsted we didn't have poly. Poly was a was a bad name then. Uh-huh. You remember the, the initial polyester? I have a cute story. Okay. Um, remember David Suskind? Sure. Yes. Well, I was on the David Suskind show in probably the most famous show. It was called Famous Sons of Jewish Mothers. Mm-hmm. And I made myself a knit suit, uh, which, you know, knit tends to drop. 
<laughs> in the beginning of the show, it was terrific, but I got up to leave, my, the crotch was down to here. <laughs> <laughs> dropped about six inches. It had dropped about, <laughs> oh, that's funny. about, about, six, about six inches. Yeah. That was out of Chicago, the Susquehanna show? No, 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 show? it was New York. Oh, it was? Once? New York. Yeah. It was yeah, yeah. very, it's still, you can pull it up. Mel Brooks was on the show with me, and he was amazing. Just yeah. amazing. Yeah. Just amazing. He was kind of the Cabot of the, he was, he was very yeah. similar. Yeah, yeah. It was a very, very Was Dan Greenberg yeah. on the show? Because remember yes, he, he wrote was. that book. Dan Greenberg was. was on it. Yes, absolutely. What fun. Roy he was Coe, out here, had, too. like, all these columnists that would always be on, too. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. You, you're saying out here, I, I look over there. I, I've been out, I've been here in the Hamptons since 1953. And I, when I first came out here, it was horse and buggy time. <laughs> there's, there's actually a story in the book called, uh, uh, um, uh, whatchamacallit, parlor car. And you used to come out here in a parlor car. Parlor and the car. parlor car. By the way, the Jitney could use a uniform. Well, no, I was very friendly with the guy who actually formed, made, did the Jitney. Right. Uh, uh, yeah, they could. They could. But they couldn't afford me, I'm afraid. <laughs> so can, can I, can I um, change yeah. the subject for a second? As yeah. the book is called Uncross Your Legs A Life in Fashion, right. what does uncross your legs mean? Well, I, it's a good title, isn't it? Yeah. Everybody asks me the same thing. It, I, I started all the fashion shows in New York. I was president of the fashion for 10 years of 7th on 6th in Bryant Park. My studio overlooks Bryant Park. And that's why we went in. I'm still on the board of Bryant Park. Uh, and when a fashion show starts and the lights start to go down, but the photographers are always pushed at the very end, like sardines. They each have about a six-inch spot to stand on. Mm -hmm. And... The people in the front row usually, not always, usually have their legs crossed. Mm -hmm. And they need, those photographers need a clear runway. Right. And they oh, scream God. at the people, uncross your legs. Uh. <laughs> and most everybody does, including me, because I was always, and you know, in, in our our world, there's the A-listers, the B-listers, and the C-listers. And when you go to a fashion show, if you're not sitting in the first or second row, you're B-lister or a C-lister, it's it's a terrible designation, but yeah. it's the reality of our world. Right, right. So that's where the title came from. I started this book a long time ago, and then when COVID hit and I had time to spend out here, I love a, 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 a writer named Jan Morris, who's probably the greatest writer of, of, of travel writer in the world. Mm -hmm. And she started her memoir at 92, and I figured if she could do it, <laughs> I could do it. So I... <laughs> Sat down and 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 all the the years I wrote, which didn't go anywhere, suddenly came together, and it seemed nice. I think you'll like it when you read it. I wrote every word of it longhand. Wow! Wow! I don't know how to type. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> Is that true? I don't know. How, I'll tell you the truth. My father, who lived to be 105, that's where I'm. He said to me when I went to one day, I said, I I would love to learn how to type, and he looked at me. He said, Jews don't type. <laughs> well, that's an interesting comment. <laughs> and so I never learned All opinions type. of Stan yeah. Herman are his own. Uh, um, we are, we're talking to Stan Herman, uh, who's written a new book called Uncross Your Legs, A Life in Fashion. He makes his home here on the east end of Long Island right. and in New York. I, I'm fascinated to hear about the very first fashion week. I, was it? Well, that's such a good just one runway and two <laughs> two models and one three or four oh, designers. Great, or? great question. You know, we were we were the world thought America and New York were foolish with their fashion shows. We had we had no cohesive place to show. It was not like Europe where they have these great 
areas that you can of castles Couture and, from yeah, Paris big and all those. high ceilings right. and and beautiful settings and and long runways. We didn't have it in New York, and so everybody was doing shows all over the place. And there was one show that Michael Kors gave, and uh, and the ceiling fell on one of the famous editors, and oh, she no. said, "We are so second rate here." So oh. I sat down with a woman who had hired. I was president of the designers. CF, the Council of Fashion Designers of America, for 16 years, wow. which is a long time. Right now, Tom Brown is president, uh, and Diane was, Bum Persenberg was president right after me, but nobody had my longevity. And we decided, I took, uh, Fern Malice, who worked for me at the time, we decided right. we had to pull our act together. And so I live over the, I mean, my, my, Studio is over Bryant Park, and there was this beautiful park, and I said to the board, I said, would you ever think of putting tents in the park? And they said, no. I said, well, we should. And that started 7th on 6th. We put the first two tents in the park. There was more like bar mitzvah I might tents. argue that it kind of put Bryant Park on the map because well, there were lots of little parks around. The right. They were all in the shadow of Central Park, and nobody went to the others as a specific it's location. Very right. It's very true. And that was, those tents that year, but then big people like Mercedes-Benz came along, they were, they were and sponsors. it was very, very, it was a big, splashy well, deal. It started the whole world. We have, I mean, IMG now runs it all. I sold... I personally sold that 7th on 6th to IMG, and IMG now, those fashion shows are all around the world. And that really started- So you technically owned the concept of yes. having a fashion yes. show yes. in Bryant yes. Park, at, yes. and that was a saleable thing that you could- Yes, I actually crossed my legs and sat with the IMG people. <laughs> Uncross your legs, Dan. Yeah, and said, how much is it worth? And it was nothing. It was worth nothing. It was worth everything. From sky. So yeah, they yeah. bought it, they bought it from us, and, and then it went on from there. Fern went on with it, and I continued with- well, the 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 the, um, the council became my lover. I just I just love being president, mm. and I was good president because I wasn't I wasn't uh, I wasn't competitive with Tommy and with Ralph and with Donna. And, I mean, I knew them; they were all my friends. But I never was competitive, and I I love doing it. You got them gigs. It sounds like well, sometimes, like yeah, the Ralph Lauren thing. Gig. They the... got they got their own gig, and they're all in the book. I mean, that's the nice part of the book. Uh, they're my path. You know, it's longevity is a horrible thing, but it's beautiful at the same time. <laughs> yeah. You know, you have you have so much, uh, and li listen, living out here in paradise and being in the most beautiful city. We were we were talking just before uh, about the Alps. Mm, you know, yeah. my my heart's in the Alps, but. Um, but my body is here. Well, we're glad your body is yeah. here. We're talking to uh, Stan Herman about his new book on Cross Your Legs. And Stan He's had just a fascinating life in fashion. He has, and I just wanted to ask, and actually, Anita Boyer asked this of you before we started: Is what is your take since this is horrible holidays on the ugly sweater? Uh, fad <laughs> that has been gaining popularity every year. It's a billion dollar business it now. It is. My take is my take is is everything is is for money these days, and and people are copycats. Ah, nothing is ugly. Nothing is ugly. Everything is everything is beautiful. Well, we've got a few sweaters to show you. My, my you son, no, my son had a sh had a sweater last year. My son Bing that was Santa riding a unicorn, and it said "Don't stop believing." It was really ugly. <laughs> uh, I, I have to look a little harder. I, uh, I I actually, you know, I'm on QVC a lot. I, I spent I just celebrated my 30th year, and 
they actually asked me that question last year about the ugly sweater. <laughs> Didn't Whoopi Goldberg do something with the ugly sweater? I don't know. Yeah, she... Whoopi wears old, ugly sweaters. Oh, on the view. Yeah, on the view. Well, it's fun when you find ones that are kitsch, but now they're actually designing them. Yeah, they're making oh, yeah. ugly oh, on purpose. Yeah, making which is ugly on purpose. kind of cheating. Well, you know, usually the question to ask the designers, why, you know, I can't, I, all this fashion, I can't find anything I like. I can't, you know, women say to me, who are they designing for? It's, it's the age-old question. When I first started, everybody wanted to look like their mother. Mm. The I'm pearl, not going the back pearls to the 40s and, and 50s. You wanted to be sophisticated. You wanted to be uh, the woman who walked into the room and was mature. It flipped in the, right. in the 60s. And I'm a part of that, that, that pioneering mm. where Everybody suddenly started to look like that wanted to look like their kid. Yeah, right. mini dresses and, and, mini and dresses. Pop, so and designing pop backwards yeah. became designing forward. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Interesting. That's so fascinating. Is it a cutthroat world? You mentioned all these. You know these other designers. Does everybody play nicely in the sandbox, or is it? No. It, yeah. But but most people. But but, but uh, most do. They got the pinking shears in their hand and they're have, ready to stab I you in the back. I have only one person I didn't get along with in the in, in the industry one designer it's in the book I will not mention it now but, but very famous designer but we made our we made our piece we made our piece at the end before he died uh, I, we are a very uh, frightened group of people we we're, we're very insecure I don't know if a designer whether it's the top top name who doesn't have an insecure moment in their life. They have to produce clothes three and four times a year. They're judged every time they do it. Uh, that's a hard thing to live with. People telling you you didn't do well this year and they do well. I mean, I, I had 10 years on 7th Avenue that were glorious, but I was burned out by the end of the 10 years. Uh, so I, what I, are you selling now on QVC? What's I typically? sell loungewear. Uh -huh. I'm Mr. I'm, uh, you cocoon with me. I sell, <laughs> I sell lounge. I mean, I have a big business on QVC. Uh, Any mishaps there? It's live television, and oh, we, we yes. like There's, the movie uh, Joy with know, David O. Russell talks about. Uh, can you about, use bad words on this? Can yeah, you, sure. Can you really say PBC? bad words, yeah, lousy sure, words? Please. There's a very famous story about about QEC. A great host named Leo, who's still on, and there was a woman who called in. They did have call-ins, and this right. woman got got on the phone with Leah, and she said, "Oh, Leah, I buy all my clothes on QVC. I live down here in Southern Jersey, and it's very hard for me to find anything. I just." love you and I love the clothes especially the tops and the bottoms and Leah's saying oh how wonderful and all of a sudden the woman's voice drops forward and says, would you shut up can't you hear I'm on the fucking phone <laughs> 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 and Leah went, Oh wow! It, it's a big blur. You can pull it up. It's but but. <laughs> but to you, nothing that horrifics happened. Do, no, do you run no, out anything? I, no, I, I have to tell you once I I'm very tactile and I, I, I touched the model in a way that some people thought was wrong. Really? Yeah. And I got a little, a little feedback on that. But people love me on, te on television. But you were just trying to demonstrate yeah. how it drapes or yeah, how it hangs. I, I just know it... I was just happy with the sale. Oh, and, I, and, I, and I sort of touched Well, that the does back. cross a line. Yeah, it could. <laughs> Being happy is not allowed on QVC. But, you know, when you go on QVC, you, you're, you're, either a, you know, you're either the hero or the dud. Uh, you either sell or you don't. Right. And let me tell you, when you don't sell, it's not so much fun. Yeah. I mean, they buy a certain amount. Everything is by the minute. You have to sell by the minute. Wow. The last day that I was, last week when I was on, I sold, what, $14,000 a minute. That's a lot. 
Sometimes so you I go can one, get I to the end. Two. You can get to the end of an hour, and it feels like it was successful. But if you didn't hit those no, no, numbers, you really you're not know. coming you back. You really know if it's successful. Oh, you do. And I haven't had. Well, I had. I do have hour shows now, but not very many. I have what they call hits. I go on for eight minutes, and oh, at see. the end of the eight minute, you know whether it's worked or what's not. And sometimes the producer will say in your ear, "Good job, Herman," or <laughs> he'll say nothing. Oh, so you were an IFB, and they're oh, giving course. you time cues oh, and course. stuff. Huh? Of course, and I love. You can see I love being on anyway. <laughs> you're yeah. great. You're, you're a great. great. You're yeah. a great guest, and we have to Fantastic. have you back. Come back, please. Come back. Is this Next over? Year? Oh well, I, oh, the party's uh, over. Yeah, we, we just <laughs> have the hour. Call it a day. <laughs> Same, we just have the hour. Uh, but yes, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Us. It's yes. a pleasure. It's, it's a been wonderful. Can I have my book back? Yes, you can. Yes, of course. Only copy. We've been talking to Stan Herman, whose new book "Uncross Your Legs: A Life in Fashion." And that is me. And the question is, did he or didn't he? I had underwear. I swear I did. Oh. <laughs> do, do, do you remember the name of that model? We're looking yeah, at the Oh my cover God, she's the... extremely famous. Her name is Nati Abascal. She is now a duchess. She lives in Spain. She has the most beautiful children in the world. I think she's the most beautiful model I've ever, 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 ever. Well, she known. is stunning. Very she stunning. Is, and and many, many other famous models: Cheryl Teagues. Uh, are, are Ali in the book. and Ali McGraw, they're all in the book. Yeah. And it's yeah. just yeah. been a joy having you well, on the show, pleasure, Stan. Right? And I pleasure. hope our paths cross again. Okay. Thank Stan. you, Stan Herman. He's been helping us talk about horrible holidays and what's in fashion and what's out of fashion. I think we dodged a bullet. I think he was nice to us. So uh, <laughs> pass the eggnog and that little silver thing Grandma keeps using to pour something in it. This is Air Hamptons with Bridget and Bill, and we are, as we have been talking all hour, uh, horrible holidays. No, joining wait, the little silver thing. Do you mean like the gravy boat? No, no, it's the not the gravy boat. It's it's Grandma's gravy, but it's uh, it's not <laughs> it's not exactly about and Grandma's it, gravy. It's brown, but it's not gravy. <laughs> oh God! Well, now we have on. Yeah, one of our favorite regular folks, uh, and nice That's work, great. Jim Turner. Thank really you. Really cranking hey, it out today. Well, usually Ooh, about twenty seconds every show. He shines. <laughs> well, we hey, let Patrick him McLaughlin joins us uh, once again. He's but you know, the realtor to the stars. And I was going to say, we usually have a celebrity uh, kind of spot taking us out, but because of the strike, there really aren't, there haven't been giving any interviews. So instead, right. we bring you Patrick McLaughlin. Yeah, There's a lot, the of good, a lot of star power here right now. Oh, Thank yeah, you. that's right. Thank you know you. it, baby. No, I, uh, I wanted to ask Stan Herman before he went, like, the only job I ever had when I, I wore a uniform was I worked at it. Remember? Chi-Chi's in El Torito. Chi-Chi's. No. Mexican oh, yeah, restaurants. Yeah, yeah. Where they made the. Yeah, yeah. I worked at the these two Mexican restaurants, and they gave us these uh, atrocious, puffy Mexican-looking shirts oh, that right. we used to have to wear. They were polyester, and you're running around 100 miles an hour, and you're holding fajita things, and you're sweating, and you're I want grossing. to see you doing that. Oh my God, it was awful. <laughs> and then at Christmas, we used to have to wear Santa hats. Well, yes. if, it was if it was it was, ugly it was and uncomfortable. Stan Herman had nothing to do. I with hope that. not. No, he's I don't just think an he absolute did. love. And thank no. you for introducing him to, uh, us to him. Yeah, ah, that was an old. That was your booking coup. Yeah, well, that, it's an old friend of ours from back in the day when Bill and I actually used to do real TV. Oh, oh gee, thanks. Oh, oh, yeah. I guess Bridget Bridget oh. never qualified for oh, real TV. Bridget. Oh, geez. So that's a publicist pal that hooked. Yeah, it's an old publicist pal. But I want to ask: Is this mic for real? Because I'm looking at this thing. It's like not. I'm not even plugged in. Why, do I, why is this that's mic here? That's for a second mic. Oh, there's two. Okay. Jason, the voice of God. Uh, there's two people. Sometimes. I'm like, it's a silly prop. If you're prop. listening to it's this a prop. on uh, it's a prop. 
on NPR, WLIW, uh, Patrick just did a very funny thing. He held up a cord that's not plugged in to anything and said, Is, can anyone hear me? That's right. We just want to have you. We're just appeasing you and just having a prop. you along. We actually used the, uh, the boom mics, I guess. Or, or Stan Herman. No one heard him. He was so good. <laughs> no, we can hear everything. And Patrick, so what sort of horrible holiday story might you have for us? Oh, I thought the working at Chi-Chi's and having to wear the hat <laughs> and the Santa Claus hat was bad. You know what? Show. You're right. Thank you, you for joining us. And that's our, that's, that's, uh, right. that's it for us. That was pretty bad. I'm yeah. Like, yeah, well, we had a great time no, with I, Sam, I, Well, anyone who's ever worked in retail or anything like that during Christmas, they used to put on, remember Muzak? Yeah. Oh, we used to have exists. these big, they would like cassettes. Cassettes, yeah, that they'd licensed and, you know, you weren't allowed to play the radio it was or like whatever. like 40 hours of music on one It wasn't tape. 40, it was like four. Oh. And, and if you worked would, like a multi-hour shift or a double shift, you heard, the, shift, same you heard the same thing. And you think you hated Mariah Carey now, back then it was even worse. <laughs> and it was uh, it was the same song every, those were my holi- horrible holidays. Wow. Walk in any retail, they'll tell you the same thing. Are you sick with Christmas well, music yet? Yes, we are. Well, you know what, that <laughs> It reminds me that there is a very important um, Wham song, Last Christmas, that people actually try very, very hard to not hear the right. song Last Christmas. And if you, there's like a competition online where if you can make it all the way to Christmas without hearing that song. Now, you can hear someone sing it out, like you just can't hear the original. And, uh, you know, if you, but if you hear it, you hit what they call Whamhalla, and you are Ooh. you are no longer part of the I've game. I've never heard of any, you're making all this No, up. I'm not. Next, next year I'll give it. Yes, drum. I didn't know about it, Drummer Boy, but yes, you can hear a cover of it. You can hear someone whistle it or hum it. But if you hear the "Last Christmas I Gave You My Heart," then you're out. As soon as you Every hear it. Very next day, you, you gave it. it do we have to pay rights to do that? Yes, <laughs> probably. That was um, a bitchy woman, by the way, in that song. Yes, she horrible. gave the heart away the next day. Well, what is he doing giving her his heart? That's disgusting. A big beating, disgusting. Okay, let's first talk heart? about the fact He's that he dead. gave his heart away to a woman. So, so let's let that, that whole oh, song is a ruse. Hey now, it's a ruse now. It's a ruse. But yeah, horrible holidays and maybe horrible. I don't know. Every I, I mean, I I grew up in a large family, so every holiday is stressful. You know. Yeah. And I, well, that I, was something Anita was talking about earlier, things to say and not say at the, you said that part, yeah. things to say and not say at the dining well, before table. Before Stan disparaged South Jersey, where I'm from. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, for me to drive home, my family's all in Philadelphia, so I drive down there, it's like five hours. So that's a horrible holiday adventure. Yeah. Like, it's never easy to get down there. Never. And I see Bill's wearing his life preserver like I'm wearing yes, my life preserver Now I wore a red vest for the for our holiday, and you missed the hat portion of the show. Ah, is, the horrible uh, holiday hats. Yeah, we got the, well then, and, and Anita brought me a little uh, mug that, that looks, like, cool. looks like yeah. a Christmas tree. Oh no, she's never seeing this again. That's really um, cute. With a little top, and that's... Uh, yeah, we tried to be very de- decorative. Yeah. No, I spend Chris. I've been spending Christmases Eve with the McCuddies for years. Yeah, now. we come over. We have a little tradition. That's we wonderful. I've never been invited. Uh, you were invited this year. It's a Chris. It's a Christmas Hanukkah kind of thing. Well, I Chris Hanukkah. In, yeah. In in following biblical uh, directions. What are you uh, trying to say, McCuddy? You, you, there's no room at the end. <laughs> are you calling me the Messiah? Yeah, you're yes, out the you go. I'm the Miz. There's a star in the east. <laughs> but you, I, we always me. have a great. It's it's fun. But by by the way, I'm like. The Gentile has to always go out and buy the Hanukkah candles and the gout and all that other stuff. Peter never does it. It's like so. You are a practicing Jew that also has a Christmas tree. I don't know if I'm a practicing Jew. McLaughlin? No, I don't think so. Not with the last name. No. But there are a lot of households that do that. Yeah. Because I mean, we have a mezuzah on the door, but I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean that you know. 
I'm not having bacon with my breakfast. I don't know. Is that offensive? I don't <laughs> no, know. No, oh God. No, no, no. I don't know. I don't know. We, we Am have I canceled? No, you were just canceled. No, yeah, okay. we, we just have no. We have but no we enjoyed baseline it. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what happened here? That's cool. We made yeah. some news. <laughs> but uh, real estate market. You want to hear what's going on? Yes, not we Price, Does I'll anybody you. sell anything at the holidays? Do, in, do, do you, you know what? Anybody? I did sell something on Christmas Eve once. Believe really? it or not, I was did. And I always tell my people that it was a gift. Was there a cane in the corner and a little girl that when I she went out on the swing, she looked a lot like Natalie. Would and then, uh, you oh know, my God, no, you but guys. I did. I sold something on Christmas Eve once, so you never know. And I was somebody who just could only come out that day, or they that... just came out that day. And I was still here, I was doing my Christmas Eve at my house, and then I drive down Christmas Day for the five hour trek to Philadelphia. And I took people out and they bought something on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve. That's Christmas amazing. Eve. So, so sometimes they do sell, sometimes they do. I mean, usually the real estate market gets quiet. Between Thanksgiving and yeah, do you and New even Year's. have open houses? And you know December, why we do or? we do because the brokers aren't that crazy and busy, so they try to learn the inventory this time of year. Right, right. So and it's it must like be nice to go. Have it is, go and you go see the brokers, house. and you know you have cookies and stuff like that. They but get liquored up at these houses that aren't there. We so. would never do that. Brokers don't do that. Why don't you make no. a, another vomiting reference? Oh, do they God. throw up on no, that other please. person's house? No gratuitous. So, vomiting. so just tuning in, we had a lovely top of the show conversation about gratuitous vomit scenes in movies, vom scenes, and how. Oh, have you seen the new Exorcist movie, movie yet? Speaking of vomit. No, I haven't. But we talked about it on this show at some point, or one of our many shows. We talked about it. I mean, or, it's out on... Uh, Claven did. Oh, Claven did. And what did he say? He said it sucked. Yeah, that's kind of the word I heard. I'm but like, you know it's so what? sad, because I like Alan Burstyn. But surprisingly enough, so we only have three minutes left of this show. Horrible Holidays is oh, our last wow. show of 2023. Yes. Can I tell you what I wish for Christmas? Yes. yes, please. I want a cobbler in the Hamptons. I want somewhere to like mm. take my Beach, shoes. Cherry. And be, no, oh, no. no, that kind of cobbler. I want a, a restaurant where when I go at the end, it's like not, oh, it's not a three-digit meal every yes. time I go out. You don't have to get 3.9 financing. And yeah, where I don't need financing to go out and have a night out. Uh, what other things do we want in the Hamptons? Potholes filled. Yes. Yeah, that, that would be, be amazing. Thing. Wow, that's just, that's for I, everyone. And that's peace on earth, goodwill towards men. Uh, yes, but potholes first, and yeah, that yeah. will help. And, 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 and women. women. Oh, go, and wow. women. Um, well, thank you again, Patrick. We love having you on all Yeah, what a year we've had. It's been, uh, it's been over a year that we've been doing this show, yeah. and uh, we try to bring to the East End a unique uh, guests and, and interesting conversation and a little bit of music. And we call this not, uh, sort of like the second home prairie companion yes and uh we you can just call it the second home companion we don't need to even put bring prairie into yeah that'll mix. that'll higher property values though it. yeah <laughs> yes are, are things going up in prices are kind of they're still pretty high they're not going down that's for sure what but I the number of units the, transferring are down you it, know Okay, at guys. Record mortgage. We're oh, going we have to, to talk about here? this. At the, at, yes, because we only have a minute left of our show. So yeah. we want to thank uh, our sponsors. We want to thank WLIWFM for airing the show. and uh, Mike Clark and everybody here, Jason Nauer, Jody Gambino, everyone that uh, we hope that they have a great holiday. And our guests. Happy and holidays. All, and as happy as New always, Year. Jim Turner, our one-man band, Anita Boyer, and Stan Herman for being our guests. And, of course, thank you. Stan for Herman, being who's my, just uh, sold one book so far, and he brought it with us. <laughs> and then he brought it back. Then he took it away. But yeah. thank you, Bill, for being my Aww, uh, colleague on happy, this. It's been well, a, a fun 2023. Thank you. Looking forward to the next year. Move that mistletoe. Christmas, I'm not going to give you his book <laughs> the next, <laughs> next day. Wham holla! Wham holla! <laughs> From a giant corrugated steel building at the corner of Ba and Humbug, we are Air Hamptons with Bridget and Bill, and we have uh, enjoyed this year with you, and we look forward to seeing you next year. Jim, take us out into 2024. Play us out, buddy. 
Turner with a nondescript holiday they can't sue us song. Guy Shaft's a bad dude. Yeah, brother, I know what you mean. Right on. 